Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope all of y'all are having an absolutely fantastic, safe day today. It's a great, absolutely wonderful day here over at Health Masters. We're staying busy, and Ted and I are actually up here in the uh, mountains here for a little bit, getting some work done. And so we have great signal, which is a blessing as always, and we're going to be bringing you guys a bunch of different news stories that are coming up today, along with everything that's continually happening. And one first thing that I wanted to get out there as quickly as possible, and I want to encourage everybody to follow up on this and look at this, because I know our listeners and friends, you guys are all about staying healthy and staying strong. And I saw earlier yesterday that Senator Dick Durbin has now launched a new bill called the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022. This is something I need everybody to get proactively involved in. As you guys have known for the last 10 years, there's been numerous attempts to try to block and prevent people from being able to have the ability to make their own natural health decisions, to make their own nutritional decisions, (laughs) quite frankly, to make their own decisions about anything at all, as we've seen the last two years is most things they want to do is block you from being able to actually even make a decision about anything. And what they're doing now with this bill, I found out, and we need to send a strong message to Congress, to representatives, that this is not okay. I mean, we talk, we're we talking about the VAERS reporting system with over a million and a half now adverse, serious adverse events from the COVID injections, <laughs> yet at the same time, they're turning a blind eye and saying, well, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. We're going to give, go ahead. Now we're going to give remdesivir, one of the most toxic antiviral drugs that should never even been approved in the first place. We're going to start giving it to children ages 28 days and older. But right now we need to focus on banning vitamins because, you know, people don't need to be able to have the ability to stay healthy. And what they're doing here in this bill is it essentially threatens fines and jail times for any companies that do not comply with submitting the proper information, correct forms, by the proper date, and the supplement is considered misbranded, so to speak. The first offense violators can be imprisoned for one year and fine $1,000, and it continues to go up. Given the safety record of a large percentage of supplements, that quite, quite (laughs) very hard to understand how this crime actually fits the punishment, And the punishment fits the crime, so to speak, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The bill creates a lose-lose situation for consumers and supplement companies. If the companies don't comply, they face fines and jail time. If they do comply, companies are orchestrating their own demise by giving the FDA the list it needs to sweep the market of up to 41,000 supplements that do not meet the company's overreaching new supplement guidance law. Now, this is not the first time we've seen bills like this get introduced. This has gone all the way back. I personally seen to 2012, there's a bill to try to introduce very similar to this. And what it is, and this is what the whole aspect of it is, if you look at the money and you look at the representatives that introduce these bills and entertain them, they're almost always huge lobbying groups that are behind them from pharmaceutical industrial complex narratives that are trying to make sure that people don't have the ability to have access to vitamin C, to high-quality D3, to potassium iodide, to zinc. The list goes on the line. As you, if you, you're one of our listeners, you know the natural supplements work, I mean, especially high-quality ones like we produce. I mean, I have thousands of testimonials from friends and family all across the country that have sent me emails over the years that have had great results from following natural protocols. This is not good for business when it comes to big pharma. Big pharma likes to have the ability to monopolize the market, to charge absorbent prices on their drugs, and then turn around and tell you, 
you can't take anything else except our drugs because, well, only our drugs are safe because we have the FDA approve them, even though we've given the FDA millions of dollars to approve our drugs. <laughs> and the list goes on the line of the corruption and how far it goes. We've talked about it in detail. And so this is very important to understand. As it's funny, according to the FDA in 2021, the agency received a whopping 2,400 adverse reports from dietary supplements all across the country. 2,400. Out of 330 million people over an entire year, there were 2,400 adverse events reported from all the supplements combined. And yet what's interesting about that is not one single death was reported from dietary supplements. However, in 2021 alone, there were 187,750 drugs that basically – that Americans had died from FDA-approved drugs, 187,000 deaths related to pharmaceutical drugs. So you do the math on that, and the percentages don't add up to justify going in and being able to control and monopolize the market. This is what happened, if you guys remember, I told you about a year ago when Amazon notified us and let us know essentially that we had to give them – they sent us these big papers, like 14 pages long – all this giant document, and they want to know every single manufacturer we use, every single ingredient we use, every single third-party testing we use, the contact information for every manufacturer, every third party, and every single raw ingredient that we used. I mean, it, it was literally one of the most invasive papers I've ever had sent to me requesting all types of proprietary information, all the way down to our, our direct contact phone numbers that we get for each raw material. Now, obviously, it didn't take a rocket scientist as soon as I saw this paperwork to realize exactly what they were doing. They were essentially fishing. It was a fishing expedition, and they used it as an excuse, and they said, well, if you don't fill out these papers, we're going to pull off all of your supplements and completely block your merchant account on Amazon. Now, I've told you before, I absolutely loathe Amazon. The only reason I have a merchant account on Amazon is because I like to get the marketing exposure from having my supplements being relevant on Amazon. I've always encouraged our customers and listeners to buy directly from us because, quite frankly, you get a much better price buying from Health Masters Direct than you do on Amazon. That's why my sales on Amazon are virtually nothing. But it gives me a free marketing platform to just keep my name out there and hopefully bring more people to the show and wake more people up and get more people the truth of what's really happening. Obviously, when Amazon sent me that, I completely disregarded it. I told Ruben when he was looking at it, my inventory manager, I said, you should disregard it. I said, if they pull us off, they pull us off. I said, why am I going to give them the ammunition to shoot me with? I said, that's idiotic. I said, if I hand them all this ammunition, you know what they're going to do with it? They're going to go in. They're going to contact all my suppliers, all my raw nutrient guys, all my manufacturers, all my third-party assay testing, and they're going to go in and undercut everything I do because that's what Amazon does. They are the leading prime example of what happens in predatory pricing when it goes amok. So, again, I encourage you and I please ask you sincerely, get the news out there with this right now. Continue to tell your friends and family and make sure you write your senators, your congress, your politicians, any single person you can get a hold of will be doing the same over this week and next week about making sure they keep the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022 dead in the water because this is not the bill that anybody thinks it is once you start reading through it. It is extremely important that everybody gets proactive because remember, remember what I've told you guys before. The algorithms make a huge difference in the marketing and what the, the government does right now. The reason why they put together this massive data collecting center in Utah is because they want to go in, they want to monitor, record, data log, and run algorithms on everything that's happening so they can figure whether or not this idea, this lockdown, this mandate, this new 
arbitrary, completely illegal thing they want to try to push on somebody is going to work or not. And they look at it through hashtags, through social media, through trending and what's going on. And when they see vast majority of Americans are not supporting this, not going along with it, are actively going against it, they go, you know what? This isn't working right now. The algorithms are pretty much telling us that it is not going to lead in our favor. There's no reason to cash these chips in right now. We'll save it for a later day, and they essentially can it. And we have to continue to do that, especially when it comes to our freedoms and rights. That's why I was so, so vocal about what happened during COVID and why it was so important and still is important that you talk about what's happening because they are going to continue to do every single thing they can to make people forget about what they did to people over the last two and a half years, all the way down to the first incident in April 2020 when they arrested a paddleboarder by himself out in the ocean because they told everybody you are forced to be locked down and stay in your home and you are not allowed to paddleboard by yourself out in the ocean because, well, it's for your protection and for science because, you know, of course, that's how everything makes sense is the only way when we tell you to. So this is why it's so important to stay proactive. So, again, my friends, get vocal, get strong, continue to get the truth out there. What do you think, Dad? You know, Austin, that was an absolutely excellent segment. And, and the, the, the reality is, is that, you know, this is the world that we live in now. You know, Rand Paul just came out on a Breitbart article and said that the government is largely disseminating disinformation, or you would also call that propaganda. He goes on to say the U.S. federal government is one of the main disseminators of information. Senator Rand Paul out of Kentucky said on Monday, ripping the Biden administration's disinformation governance board, which is purportedly intended to target online misinformation. He goes on to say, quote, I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is, Paul said on Monday, identifying the government as a source of routine misinformation, and the government is largely disseminating disinformation, he said. <laughs> you know, Think about it for a second. Paul's remarks serve as a follow-up to the clash with Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas over the Biden administration's board last week's Senate Homeland Security Committee meeting. During that line of questioning, Paul grilled Mayorkas on the Steele dossier, asking him if it included Russian dis- disinformation. Mayorkas refused to answer the question. Senator, that's not a question I'm equipped to answer, he said, prompting Paul to briefly walk through the Mueller investigation, noting that FBI agents colluded and concluded that the dossier was full of Russian disinformation. Here's my question. The FBI concludes with the Steele dossier was in full Russian disinformation. CNN, CNN propagated this disinformation gladly for years and years, Paul said, noting that he would not shut down the organization for promulgating disinformation. I mean, guys, we basically have allowed the CIA – and the FBI and the federal government now to run disinformation campaigns in the United States, as they've done in so many other countries through Operation Condor and Operation Gladio for the past 50, 60, 70 years. Except now it's us. They're doing it to us. And yesterday I did a show, and we talked about it on the show, and I talked about how it was almost impossible for most people now to differentiate the truth from the lie. And sadly, it's not getting any better. And we have all these people coming out and promoting what they want as far as what the Kabbalist Luciferian agenda is, Perfect example, the, the Disney Marvel Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, who's played multiple homosexual characters, multiple queer characters in multiple movies. He's probably queer, all right? He leads a shrill pro-abortion sketch as a Saturday Night Live host. So Disney now has taken one of their top characters and allowed him to go on Saturday Night Live, and I guarantee you Disney's allowed this. Let me tell you why. These guys have certain contracts they sign with Disney. They have moral turpitude clauses. They have all these different things which they can and can't do if they're going to be promoted by a major studio. And if they vary from what they're supposed to do, they're called on the carpet for it. But Disney didn't say anything to them as far as I know. They just allowed them to go in and do it. 
this Benedict Cumberbatch kicked off Saturday Night Live with a hardcore pro-abortion cold open on Sunday, the opening weekend for Disney's newest Marvel superhero blockbuster, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, here's the thing. If you are a Christian and you know he did this and you are also a Marvel, basically, superhero fan, you need to block, boycott the movie, period. You just need to not see that movie at all. If he's going to come out there and openly promote abortion through Disney and through Saturday Night Live, and you're going to go out and you're going to pay money to see the guy, <laughs> the skit depicted a medieval tribunal in which Cumberland, probably the gay guy, and cast characters Andrew Dismukes, James Austin, etc., plan new laws. Cumberland asked if the group had thought about banning abortion, saying, It's just while I was cleaning the hole on the side of the castle where we poop and then it falls through the sky into a mode of human feces, I started thinking about abortion. Do you think we ought to make a law against that? Unbelievable, guys. If You know, I've got a bunch of guys that I don't support anymore. I will not see a George Clooney movie. I will not go see a Matt Damon movie. I will not see one of these guys, this guy's movie again. I will not see that 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 one little girl he used to play on the Marvel movies, a little short one. I forgot her name. You remember her name, Austin? No. It's 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 the one that I think is a transgender. Anyhow, I will not go see the Gal Gadot who played Wonder Woman. I think she's a transgender. There's a certain point where we have to start boycotting. I will not go out and pay for a Meryl Streep movie, which now we believe in, a lot of other people are saying, that she's a high-level sat- satanic, sabotean, Kabbalist witch, which no surprise there whatsoever. Yeah, I won't do it. I will not go see these people if I know there's a problem with them. Why am I going to give them my money and my support and my, you know, me sitting in a, you know, in a doggone movie theater and laughing at their filthy stuff? I'm not going to do it. I'm going I'm to get up and I'm going to walk out or I'm not going to go because I refuse to tolerate these guys. Because remember, this group of people that's running the planet, this group of people basically that are, how should I say, you know, uh, running the governments through Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad and through all the blackmail of MI6 and CIA and Mossad, they're the ones that basically we need to be watching out for. Now, Paul Craig Roberts, he wrote a, he wrote an article this week. In fact, it's probably one of the best articles I've seen him write. But basically, it's a parody, and it's not really a true story. But it's talking about what happens if white people go extinct. Now, I, I thought this was kind of an interesting story to talk about, but I thought, you know, why would Paul Craig Roberts do this? Why would he talk about this and go into detail about it? And why would he have a, you know, this type of, how should I say, uh, this group of people out there talking to him about this stuff as far as, you know, who these people are? But, but you know, what, what happens is this. When you really start to realize what happens with, 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 when white people become an endangered species, he, he, he makes a very interesting short story on this. He goes, when the sun appeared after the nuclear winter that followed the 21st century's nuclear war, no life was left in what was formerly Europe, Great Britain, United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan, and Japan no longer existed. The only white-skinned people were Russian and American-European expatriates living in South America and Africa and Thailand and other parts of Asia. Now, I'm going to say this. It doesn't have to be a nuclear war. He's using this just basically as a as a metaphor to the destruction of what's happening to us from a genetic standpoint, in my opinion. In other words, with the white population having about a 1.2 reproduction policy in the United States and in Europe now, let's say it's at one. So if you have two white people, the next generation can have one white person, the next generation can have one white person. The same thing would be true with blacks or with Hispanics or any other group that decides that they don't want to reproduce any longer and only and have less than – you really need two point – I think it's 2.3 children, which you can't do that. So everybody needs to have three to four children if you're a patriot. And we talked about what somebody else was saying how, well, yesterday. I also covered how some people were saying that that was white supremacy. It's not. 
you know, the survival of your race is not a supremacist movement. <laughs> I hate to tell everybody that. But he goes on to say in the article, wildlife organizations designated white people as an endangered species. The few remnants outside Russia, now the world power with China, were rounded up and put into zoos. Programs were developed to breed them and to reintroduce white people to their former territories once the radiation subsided. Russians were designated non-white as they lived for centuries under Asiatic rule. Scratch a Russian, find a Tartar Mongol, surface for one of the ruling powers to escape the designation of white. Now, this is interesting what he goes on to say here. Listen to what he says. This is really important. Because of the white neo, because of the American neoconservatives responsible for the nuclear war, white Gentiles, when it should have been Zionist Jews, this is what Paul claimed, I'm quoting him, were blamed for the war for their pursuit of American hegemony. There were fierce debates whether preserving the white race was sensible or even permissible, considering their crimes documented by the New York Times 1619 project. The curriculums of Harvard, Yale, and the Ivy League universities and the Western media is insistent that all white people were racist. Many objected to preserving the white race, the same as preserving Adolf Hitler. I'm not kidding you guys. This is an interesting article. He goes, whites are people too, according to their own school texts, written by white people and adopted by white school boards, were responsible for enslaving black people, for oppressing women, homosexuals, and transgendered people, and people incapable of knowing their own gender. White people were guilty of using gender pronouns, which unfairly limited gender to male and female, a limitation to species so old, a species so old as to be biblical. Now you think about what he's saying here, and I, and I, 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 I know it's a, it's a parody, it's a short story, but it's also something that we're talking about that, that's really happening to the white people on the planet. You know, the white people only have 2 or 3% of the population of the planet, period, to start with. It's not very many. And so why is it that we're getting picked on all the time? It really, I mean, seriously, if, this were, if, these, if we were picking on black people the way they're picking on whites or on Hispanics the way they're picking on whites, or if they were picking on Muslims the way they pick on, on whites, the Muslims would be an uproar burning everything down. i gotta, you know, doing, I got to admit that. They would be doing that. And so we've got to take a look at what's going on from a historical perspective. Guys, listen to me. When you go after any race, whether it's white or black or Hispanic, and you, and you basically slate them for destruction, or you propagandize them so much that they don't want to reproduce anymore like they've done in Germany, and that's why Germany, the population is going down and down and down. Even Angela Merkel said that Germany will no longer be Germans by, the, by 2040. Now think about that for a second. Have a Muslim majority in Germany. When you think about that, what does it do from a social degradation standpoint? What about all the people that could have been born who may have learned or done something with their lives who may have been white? Same thing with some of these – you go after black people or Hispanic people. You, you've got you to gotta let go and let God do what he's going to do, and you can't be targeting individual groups for anything. That's why it's no good. That's why you can't also why you can't be giving individual groups that have a perversion like you know homosexuals or – transgenders or they have a mental illness you can't give them special rights it's not possible and if you are going to give them special rights you can't allow other people that criticize them to be charged with a hate crime it's not okay we have a first amendment for a reason there was a man in la yesterday he was driving apparently a lamborghini urus which is like an suv at lamborghini he was arguing with his girlfriend in a parking lot he was from britain he had long hair wasn't wearing a shirt and he had a group of black guys, about six of them, come up on him. They beat him up. They beat up the white woman, and they stole his watches. And he's screaming and yelling and, and carrying on to the point the police arrested him. Now, stop for a second and think what I just said. The police arrested him. He got robbed, and he got arrested. What the heck? 
Did he say something that wasn't politically correct? Did he say something that wasn't woke enough? Did he say something that got somebody mad? Probably so. But the point is, where are the laws? you got these unbelievable communists now running L.A. that are letting everybody out of prison after they've been put in prison and incarcerated for robbery and theft and for murder and for drugs, etc. And they just let them back out again because they say, oh, it's not fair to them because you know they've been, they've, we've been prejudicial against them. Guys, listen to me. I don't care what color you are, whether you're white or black or Hispanic. Caucasian, or, or, or you know, or, or you know, or you're from Russia. I don't care. Oriental. Who cares? If you're a criminal and you want to rob people and beat them up and take their stuff, it's not okay. And you should not be let out of prison if that's the thing that you want to do on an ongoing basis, guys. This is nuts. And so I encourage all of you to read this article when whites become an endangered species and look at it and not just put your species, but the white piece, but the white, the, the, the white race in there. Put your race in there. When blacks become an endangered species, when Hispanics become an endangered species, and see how it would make you feel if you were the ones that were targeted. So very, very important. You know, in Austin, I, you know, I, I look at this stuff and I read through these things every single day. And I thought, and I thought this morning, I said, I'm going to cover this because this is some weird stuff that Paul Craig Roberts is talking about. And with the part that I liked about this article the best, he says that the whites were blamed for it and it was the Zionists that really did it. Guys, that's what we've been telling you. It's these Zionist, Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan groups that are doing this all of the time. What do you think, Austin? Well, you're exactly right. And that was interesting, that article you sent me about the guy that was driving the Lamborghini Urus that him and his girlfriend got beat up. And the title of the article from Daily Mail, and this is the title, The Moment Drunk British Lamborghini Owner Screams Black Blank As L.A. Cops and Girlfriend Try to Calm Him Down After the Couple Was Robbed of Their Rolexes. Now, what's interesting about this article, it doesn't really go into any detail about the five black males that jumped out of a Rolls Royce and beat him up and stole his watches and then took off. It doesn't talk about the incessant violent crime in downtown L.A. It doesn't talk about the insane amount of robbery and theft all across Southern California. All it really does is demonize him for running his mouth and yelling and saying racial slurs to the cops who actually arrested him afterwards because he basically was – they said he was being uncooperative during the investigation of himself being assaulted and having grand theft upon him and his girlfriend. And what's interesting about this is it was so funny because I read the article and nowhere, nowhere did it go into detail about the absolute failed Southern California of what it is. And how the robberies and violent attacks, I mean, that one video I saw a couple weeks ago, it was so unbelievably disturbing where this one lady's walking down the escalators by herself in a, like a, uh, in, a, in a mall. And this deranged, I'm assuming he looked like he was methed out, he's just twacked out, has a, has a bicycle lock, walks up to her at the bottom of the escalator and hits her right in the face of the bicycle lock and grabs her by the hair and starts dragging her down the side of the mall. And the cops end up shooting and killing him. And, of course, it made hardly any news at all. Nobody even talked about it because, of course, that's just negative news. You don't want to talk about deranged, drug and, drugged individuals hitting people in the face and beating them half to death. That's, that's not okay. You can't talk about that truth. But you can talk about somebody using a racial slur after they were robbed. That gets newsworthy apparently now out in L.A. And this, again, goes to show you where they're trying to take it. And, for example, Bill Gates now just did an interview yesterday where he is discussing how he is working on creating a new unit of 3,000 individuals that he'll be hiring to take to social media to put out messaging and help propagate accurate vaccine information in the future. 
I said that, yes. Accurate vaccine information in the future. Gates wants social media to be a place of good messages where people of trust in the community, such as political and ethnic leaders, can go in and make sure the truth is known. Gates made the statements when being asked about Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter. And he went, goes on to basically say here that, well, you know, people can't just say what they want on social media, and I'm not sure how Elon Musk is going to handle this. He says, how does he feel about someone on Twitter that says vaccines kill people or Bill Gates is tracking people? Gates asked, what are his goals and what are the end being? And does this match the idea of less extreme falsehood spreading so quickly about weird conspiracy theories? When you don't have the trusted leaders speaking out, it's pretty hard for the platform to work. It's a huge problem in terms of legitimacy of elections and medical innovations and any sort of collective behavior. Now, Bill Gates is one of those guys, if you ever listen to him talk, he is the prime poster child example of disinformation, of actually saying and making jokes about the very things that he is doing while he implies they're complete and total lies. He does this all the time. Like he said right there, how does he feel about saying vaccines kill people or Bill Gates is tracking people? Vaccines 100% kill people, according to the VAERS data system that the CDC monitors and runs. There's no question about it. There are direct, direct research showing that there are significant adverse events from the COVID injection and many other injections. Pfizer's very own clinical trial showed that people died during the trial of the COVID-19 injections. It's a fact. So what he's saying is here now, it doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter what the truth is. It doesn't matter what the science is. It doesn't matter what the real facts are. You can't just go around speaking the facts and truth. So we have to hire 3,000 people to make sure they can monitor control and essentially deem anything that people say either truth or non-truth. This, again, goes exactly what we were talking about before as the so-called ministry of truth that they're starting to put together or what they're actually naming it being the disinformation governance board. Now, again, remember, I told you guys it was very interesting a couple weeks ago because this whole thing rolled out with the disinformation governance board. They've started going in now, and they've said that they're bringing in this girl, this is like TikTok clown, no credentials to even be in a position like this, much less even the unconstitutional nature of a position like this being even put into place. And yet as soon as it started to go mainstream and people talked about it, what they do? They made sure they changed the narrative immediately. Then right after that, they had this leak about Roe versus Wade, this random leak that suddenly came out from the Supreme Court right after everybody started going haywire about this ministry of truth being put into place. This is what they do on a regular basis, exactly what I said, the algorithms. Once they come out with something and they find out it's getting massive negative publicity, they immediately have to change the narrative because they realize you only have a short period of time before you can basically get this change before it starts getting massive traction. So what do they do? They were all at the Supreme Court leak. They start paying people to go and protest. And we're now seeing people going in and throwing Molotov cocktails at basically pro-life birthing centers and the anti-abortion centers and at churches. I saw on Sunday they had people going in and protesting in churches trying to do these like mock church blocks where they're going in and trying to go up to the pulpit and stop people from being able to have church services. 
here's what's interesting to me about this. And they're starting to talk now about blatantly using more and more violence going in and starting to have riots now. And they're not going to stop until they start burning everything down. You got Chuck Schumer now basically threatening with veil threats, Supreme Court justices at a rally the other day. And what's funny to me about this is it's starting to sound a little insurrectiony to me. You know, why is it that we talk about a completely and totally stolen election that was blatant fraud? You've seen that now with the film that 2000 Mules they came out with and showing all the corruption that happened with that election. But yet when we question it, that's verboten. You can't question it. But now suddenly they're talking about overturning Roe versus Wade and not allowing federal protection of abortions, and it's on a state level. And suddenly now people are rioting and Molotov cocktailing. Let me tell you something, why this is starting to happen. Two years ago, almost exactly two years ago, we saw the things that started to occur with Floyd and all the other incidents of alleged, you know, alleged police brutality. And there were some situations that were out of line, no doubt about it, where law enforcement should have been completely and totally reined in. There's no question. But then what you saw across the country is that used an excuse for these paid groups like the BLM terrorists and Antifa terrorists to start throwing Molotov cocktails and fire grenades and fireworks and strapping with, you know, nails to them, making improvised explosive devices and catching police departments on fire and assaulting agents and everything else. We saw all that. And they said it was all about social justice, right? It was all about protecting black individuals. It was all about making it known that they were not going to stand up and take what was happening. We all got exposed to that. Now, my entire aspect of that was, well, they are accurate on a few things. The way of going about it was not accurate at all. That was not okay. But there are a few things they said that they weren't wrong about. Sometimes law enforcement needs to be reined in. When we have a Somalian police officer that an Australian girl walks up to him in Minnesota, walks up to the driver's side of his police car, and he's in the passenger seat, and he draws his weapon when she walks up to the window and shoots her twice in the chest in front of his partner who's driving. And then suddenly claims, oh, she startled me. That's why I shot her twice in the chest point blank when she walked up to my car because she startled me. No, that's absolutely not acceptable under any circumstance with law enforcement behavior, period. I completely agree with that. Here's the issue that you see now. The entire concept of protesting and demanding they get what they want when it comes to the communist agenda is degraded further and further. That whole incident and all, all those situations were based solely on police brutality. Now we're talking about having riots and burning down buildings and throwing Molotov cocktails at innocent people in innocent buildings and in innocent churches because – they want to make sure they have a federally protected right to execute children all the way up until birth. Where does the line drawn with this? And that's the million-dollar question that they don't want to address. The line is not supposed to be drawn. There is not supposed to be any line drawn when it comes to morality or ethics. It's supposed to be an open-ended platform going back to the same aspects of the Vikings and the Druids where they're going in and sacrificing their own people and their own villages. They go in to rape pillage, steal, destroy, anything they set their eyes on. There were no biblical laws. There are no ethical laws. That is what they're trying to promote. When you actually start seeing people trying to justify them throwing Molotov cocktail buildings into crisis pregnancy centers because they demand that they should have the right to execute their unborn child and it should be federally protected, 
guys, we got a real interesting problem with morality in this country. And I think a lot of this, again, as I said, they're funding these groups, intentionally giving them money, intentionally promoting this through George Soros in order to break down even further the fabric of society now that much level. What, where? So, again, as I said earlier, where's the line drawn? Are they going to come out next and they're going to start protesting with Molotov cocktails when they say that they don't have the right to rape young children and pedophiles don't have a right to groom four- and five-year-olds? Because we saw those protests get pretty aggressive with the whole grooming bill, anti-grooming bill that DeSantis signed. We saw Disney rear their ugly head and show us really who they truly are and what they're really about. When you actually had people protesting the fact that they should have the right to talk to your five-year-old child about sexual orientation and sexual preferences among transgender individuals without your consent and without you present, that was actually a topic that they were going to rally about? Well, yeah, it was. And you saw how quick that shut down really fast once Disney got their head in the noose and they got the Reedy Creek Corporation yoked from them, which they should have. And now apparently DeSantis in the state of Florida has said they are not going to pay off their billion-dollar in debt that the state of Florida acquired by building their own infrastructure with their own police force and their own ambulance and their own hospital and their own fire department, which they said that. I, mean, I told you guys that a couple weeks ago. They came out and they said, we're not going to start paying any taxes until you pay off our billion dollars in debt of our infrastructure we built for Florida. And DeSantis, the other leader, said, infrastructure for what? Uh, we're not re- reaping the benefits of any of it. That's Reedy Creek Corporation infrastructure, buddy. That's money that y'all spent on your own infrastructure to take care of your own platforms. We're not paying a cent of your debt. You can eat it and start paying property taxes like everybody else. And again, this is what they don't want people talking about. You notice how that entire topic now has gone completely and totally gone away into the history now. Nobody's even bringing it up. Everything's focusing on what's going on with Supreme Court, which is exactly what I told you guys was going to start happening. They want to make sure nobody talks about what's happening while we see the things in Ukraine, the $33 billion being produced over to them. And I got more on that I'm going to talk about in a second. But where do you think the aspect of morality and ethics is going to come into effect now, Dad? Do you think some people are really going to actually understand what's going on with these groups and how far they're willing to take this? Do you think people get an idea of this now? No, not the general population also. They have no idea. The general population is so drugged down with fluoride and tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and statin drugs that they're never going to see it. They've been blinded by the God of this age who's put a veil around their hearts and their minds, and they'll never know or see the truth, period. They're not going to see it. And that also includes a lot of Christians who claim to be Christians who have no idea what Christianity is and what the blood of Jesus did for them. They're basically Christians in name only because somebody in a church said one time, it's better for you to accept Christ. They said, okay, I do that, but nothing changed in their life. There was no repentance. There was no rebirth. There was no change whatsoever. They, they still go out and get drunk every weekend in the bars. They still pick up whores. They still take their drugs. They still do everything they did before they got saved, and all of a sudden they're supposed to be different. No, no, no. When you get saved, it changes you. It, I mean, when you have an experience with the Most High God and with Jesus, a real, true, born-again experience, you're never the same again. Now, you may backslide or you may do things you shouldn't ought to do, and you're not going to be perfect. There's no way anybody is perfect. But you're going to know when you do something that's wrong that it's not the right thing to do. You're going to know that, and it's going to bother you. And you're going to repent if you really have a relationship with God. You say, God, please help me to do better. Even Paul said that. I do the things that I know I shouldn't do, but those things that I'm not supposed to do are those things that I don't do. He even said that. Paul said that, but he said that Jesus would deliver him from this body of death. And that's what we have to understand. We've got the power of a most high God that's working through us and in us through Christ, 
that we can do all things through Jesus who basically strengthens us. And that's what we've got to understand. I want to add one thing to this about law enforcement officers. There are really good law enforcement officers still in the country. There's some really good police officers, some really good FBI people, some really good sheriff's officers. There really are. The problem is they brought a lot of people in to the law enforcement groups that are bad. Uh, they have very, very low IQs. They have limited reasoning skills. It's like that guy who put his neck on George Floyd's, his knee on George Floyd's neck, you know, a couple of years ago. What was his name, Austin? I'm a law enforcement guy, George Floyd. Remember, remember the guy who put his knee on his neck? Those kind of people should never, ever have been put into law enforcement. They're sick. They, they basically, they, they, they relish the power. They revel, relish, they relish all the stuff that people do as far as groveling. They like that. But remember, guys, this is so important. They're, def- they're defunding law enforcement officers all over the United States, including New York, including California. They're taking them out. We've had a whole bunch of them come to Florida. They're, get- they're firing them. They're laying them off. They're-, they're getting rid of them. And when you do that, the criminal element in society has nobody to even restrain them, like you see in L.A. and you see in New York City now. See, the leftists, that's what they want. Because when you no longer have the law enforcement officers standing between you and the criminals – there's nothing to stop the criminals from doing whatever they want to do to you. The law enforcement officers in the United States are the last stand that we have. That's why they're being defunded. Because once you have anarchy, once the people no longer have anybody to protect them, then basically it goes right back down to the survival of the fittest. Whoever has the most guns, whoever has the best training, whoever has the most food. And you end up with this group of people setting up little subgroups all over the place to fight one another. That's what happens when you don't have a rule of law. That's the problem with what they've done to the United States. The Constitution of the United States giving us specific rights to bear arms, et cetera, which are God-given right to defend ourselves, they basically are being misused. You have these groups of people now like in New York City. If you walk into New York City and you have a gun in your doggone suitcase, you can be arrested and put in jail. If you go to the police and you say, I want to turn this gun into you, I forgot it was in my suitcase, you're going to be arrested and get put in jail. It's crazy. But the lawless people there that run around and run around and rob, kill, rape, and destroy and pillage, they all carry guns. But yet, that's okay. And these police refuse to go into those areas in L.A. and in New York City where you have the highest crime and the highest, you know, death rates because they don't want to get shot either. You got to think through that with me. But guys, we've got to support the local law enforcement officers like Sheriff Grady Judd, who's great. And we've got a lot of really good sheriffs who work for him. We have multiple sheriffs who work with him that are our friends in Polk County. And understand that we've got to have some type of rule of law. Otherwise, it goes back to the Old West where Joe and Louie go out to the front, you know, out on the street and draw guns on each other and kill each other because they had a disagreement. We don't want to go back to that. But I will say that in some cases, some of these people in some of these government offices that are absolutely so corrupt to the core that it's unbelievable and they're all about child pedophilia – Somebody probably needs to take those guys out in the street and have a little gunfight with them uh, because those guys are just unbelievably horrible. But we don't longer have a country like that. We now have a rule of law. But guys, listen to me. It's so important that we understand that we've got to support one another and help one another as Christians. The Bible says, well, they'll know that you are my my, my children because you love one another. That you're my disciples because you love one another. And that's what we always have to do. That's what's kept this country together in spite of all the stuff these Kabbalist Luciferians have done for the past hundred years. Now, I want to cover one more story here. This is very interesting. It says, warped world. Space warps astronauts' brains, leaving concerning changes even when they're back on Earth, study reveals. What this is, this is damage control. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. 
when it, when a person goes up to outer space and they go up 60, 70, 100 miles, 120 miles, whatever they can with the Van Allen radiation belt around it, or whatever this, this, this firmament is that we have between the earth and heaven, whatever it is, they see things they should not have seen here on this earth. They start understanding there's certain things they've been lied to about for a long, long time, be it extraterrestrials, be it the shape of the planet, be whatever it is. They basically realize at that point that everything they've been taught is a lie. And when you see that, it messes with your head. I mean, it really does. I mean, think about it for a second. These, a lot of these astronauts, when they, when they were involved in the Apollo program, whether it went to the moon or not, which I don't think that it did, but they still went into low Earth orbit. Whenever they get up there, they start seeing things and start understanding. They start realizing what a mess it is. I mean, almost all of the quote-unquote Apollo astronauts who walked on the moon, as far as I can tell, were all high-level Masonic leaders because they can, be keep, they can keep a secret. And then you got Stanley Hubert basically all but saying that he filmed the Apollo moon landings on a stage and that the whole thing was fake. Now you say, well, Ted, you don't think we've been to the moon? Of course we've been to the moon. We have that technology. We have the ability to do that. We have the ability to do all kinds of things that they're not going to tell us about. Was it through an interdimensional portal? I don't know. Do we have stuff? Why, why does Donald Trump set up a space force? But, guys, when they come in and say, you have changes to the brain, well, that, that, what that does, if a person goes up there and sees things they should not see, and they kind of schizoid out, and they kind of go, wow, this is not what I thought it was, it gives them the perfect opportunity at that point to make excuses for that person. Oh, he went to space, and his brain got changed. Well, okay, whatever. But that's what they do. Now, another – this is an interesting study that just came out. It says – Tantalizing results of two experiments defy the physics rule books. Now I'm going to kind of go a little bit here on the on the on the on the you know on the on the X Files here for a second. It says results from two experiments in the United States and Europe are shaking the world of particle physics. Now listen to how they forward this. Preliminary results from two experiments suggest that something could be wrong with the basic way physicists think the universe works. A prospect that has the field of particle physics both baffled and thrilled. Tiny particle called muons aren't quite doing what's, what they're supposed to do in two different long-running experiments in the United States and Europe. The confounding results have proven right reveal major problems with the rulebook physicists use to describe and understand how the universe works at the subatomic level. Now, here's listen to this. We think we might be swimming in a sea of background particles all the time that just haven't been directly discovered from a lab experiment co-chief scientist Chris Polly said in a press conference, there might be, listen, listen, there might be monsters. I kid you not, this is what she says. We haven't yet imagined that are entering and emerging from the vacuum, interacting with our mucons, and they, this gives us a window into seeing them. The rule book called the Standard Model was developed about 50 years ago, and experiments performed over the decades affirmed over and over again that it's the descriptions of the particles and the forces that make them up and that govern the universe we pretty much think on the mark until now. New particles, new physics might just be our, beyond our research, says Wayne State University particle physicist Alex Petrov. Now, let me stop for one second. Here's the thing. We're not dealing – on this planet, we're dealing with a three-dimensional universe. Okay, We're dealing with depth, width, and height. That's all we see here. But outside our range of sight, outside of our spectrum, there are all kinds of things happening all at once. We don't have a battle against flesh and blood. It's against these entities and these other dimensions that are here with us right now that we can't see. There's a book that was written years ago. It's called This Presence Darkness, and you can watch it. You can read through that book. I'm not saying that it's all right or whatever, but it gives you an idea of what it could be like with particle physicists when they really start seeing through the veil. 
And I've done entire shows on the containment veil and what that means and what it means and what they're trying to discover at sale and how they're trying to breach the containment wall. Guys, listen to me. There's another part of this that we don't get. There's another part of this that continues into levels of our brain that we have no idea of what's really happening to us when these things get exposed to us. We have to understand that, and perhaps that's why these astronauts are flipping out. Maybe they're seeing things they never thought. I mean, quite frankly, if you were up in space and you were 30, 40, 50, 60 miles up and you were in the space station or whatever, and you see a spaceship fly by and you see an alien waving at you <laughs> through the front window, it's probably going to mess with your head, all right? Or you see a demon, you know, in the spaceship waving at you. Whatever you want to call it, it doesn't make any difference. That's the thing. That's why we got to keep our hearts and minds grounded in Christ Jesus. Guys, this battle is not against the flesh and blood. We've got to see that. We've got to understand that. And once we see it and understand it, then we could deal with it a lot better. But if we keep our hearts and minds in Christ, if we pray, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I can do all things through Christ's strength. He strengthens me. My footsteps are ordered by the Lord. I have supernatural favor with men. And basically, God allows me to be at the right place at the right time every single time. Pray the things that you want to have in your life. All of these other things from a particle physics standpoint, you and I as Christians, we already know they're real. There's some weird stuff out there. I told you that story about me living in that haunted house for a few years. That was some weird stuff in that place. It's all real. It was so real to me there. I told you the story that I won't even go see scary movies anymore. The other day I was buying some used DVDs in a pawn shop, which I always like to do because they're so incredibly cheap. Uh, you know, I, I basically there was this black lady there, and she was looking for scary movies. And I looked at her and I said, uh, "You're looking for scary movies?" She goes, "Yeah, I like the really scary ones, the really horrifying ones, you know, the, the Ripper movies, the Freddy Krueger movies." And I looked at her, and I said, "Really?" I said, "Do you know Jesus?" She goes, oh, yes, I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. And I said, okay, why are you putting that stuff into your head? Oh, it's just fun and games. I said, no, it's not fun and games. I said, you know that as a believer. Why do you want to put that stuff into your mind? Guys, listen to me. We were bought at a price. We were. You know, always try to bring honor and glory to God in everything that you do think and say, including what you watch on TV. Netflix is down, I think, 70% now. I hope that wretched organization goes out of business. I loathe them. All their filthy, perverted, queer stuff they put out all the time is sickening. And But yet people are still watching Netflix. I would never watch Netflix. It comes, it comes free with T-Mobile. I would never pay for that. If everybody gets rid of their Netflix subscriptions because of their wokeness, it, they'll have to stop doing it, won't they? Because they won't be around to do it anymore. Disney now is using their Marvel character apparently to push abortion, but Disney won't do that as a corporation. Apparently a bunch of CEOs got together after what happened with uh, DeSantis and Disney here in Florida, and they said, look, we really don't need to do this because it's not going to help if our stock price craters and we start losing huge amounts of money and our attendance shuts down at the theme parks. Guys, listen to me. We have uh, the ability to affect all of these people because the one thing I was talking about with Austin yesterday, the one thing that drives them and continually drives them, which actually blows my mind that they're like this, all they care about is money. It's greed. It's like Jesus said, the love of money is the root of all evil. For some reason, having a 700 or 1,000 foot private yacht isn't big enough. Just thought I'd mention that. For some reason, controlling all the money on the planet isn't enough. I mean, they have no, there's no limit to the greed. And that's the thing that bothers me more than anything else with these guys is that no matter what you do or what you try to say to them, it's always about the greed. Always remember that. That's why we need to keep our hearts and minds in Christ. Learn to be a giver. I'm serious right now. Learn to support people. You know, if you see somebody who's homeless 
and you buy them a meal. I've told you that story. That one time I was in Seattle, I was speaking in a seminar, and I was, I was all dressed up, and I had my zero Halliburton briefcase, and they asked me if they wanted me to they wanted me to pick a, that they wanted they wanted me to be picked up by the limo. It was in Seattle and taken to the to the, the seminar there. It was like ten thousand people. I said no, I want to walk. It's a really pretty day. I'm walking down the street. Some guy walks up to me and says, "I'm hungry. Can you give me some money for food?" I'm all I'm all dressed up, real fancy suit. And I said, no, but I'll take you across the street, and we'll get you some food. We walk across the street. I said, what do you like? And they said, we don't serve this type. Now, remember, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like really dressed up. And, they, and I said, well, do you serve me? I said, of course, you may sit down and have anything. I said, I'll tell you what, he's with me. We're going to sit down and have lunch. And they go, what do you mean? You're going to sit and have lunch with him? I said, yeah. And I said, I, you know, and I, I thought to myself, I don't want to give me money because I don't want to spend it on drugs or alcohol, but I will buy food. And so it was interesting because they said, well, we don't want him in here, but if you really want to buy him something to eat, we'll let you go ahead and buy him something to eat. So I ordered him a pizza or whatever he wanted, and, uh, and I, made, I made sure they I put the order in, and I paid for it and gave him the receipt. And then I made sure they were cooking it for him, and then I, I left and went on to the seminar. But guys, be like that. Now, don't put yourself in danger. You know, if, you, if you're talking to somebody who's a real weirdo and you're afraid they're going to pull out a gun or a knife or hit you or something like that, best avoid those kind of people. But if you're just trying to help somebody, be kind to people – be that way. Now, ladies, be particularly careful when you do that with guys. I don't recommend that women ever do that with guys because it can go sideways really, really, really fast. But always do the best you can to bring honor and glory to your God in heaven. They will know you because you love one another. Always remember that. Also, what do you think? Go ahead and close it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You're absolutely right. I mean, and you see that more and more now where that concept has eluded a lot of people. It's just everybody just wants to have the instant gratification, have something right now. Nobody wants to have to work for anything. And you've seen this now, this horrific trend that we've seen over TikTok now. It's absolutely ruining the younger generation. I talked to a friend of mine about that the other day, and we were joking about some heels. Why? I blame TikTok for that. And I said, you're not that wrong. I said, because it's what it's done now is it's birthed an entire young generation that doesn't know how to do anything. They have no skill set. They have no description as far as when it comes to job ethics. They have no goals, no motivation. All they do is lip sync some horrible heathen song on a social media platform, and suddenly they have hundreds of thousands of views on it. And then they start monetizing it with TikTok. You've got these TikTok stars now with millions and millions of followers, and they're not even singers. They're not even – they have no any type of skill set. They have nothing they actually produce for society. They simply lip-sync TikTok songs and look like morons on, on Internet, my opinion. And what it's done is now it's, again, stayed a step further to encourage kids that they don't actually have to produce anything. They don't have to learn a skill set. They don't have to do anything for society. They don't actually have to help anyone. They can simply just act like a moron on the Internet, and it gets likes. And this is one of the reasons why I personally think they promoted TikTok. If you remember when TikTok first came out, remember all the, the – it came out, and they said, oh, it's Chinese Communist parties controlling TikTok. We don't want it to allow it to be here. We're going to buy it, or we're going to force – we're going to take it away from them. Remember that whole spiel? I don't believe for one second that's what was going on. I think it was complete concerted effort by the deep state in conjunction with China and the United States and the CIA that control a lot of the social media platforms. And I think they did that on purpose to get TikTok into the limelight, to get it massive amounts of publicity, and it worked. The vast majority of kids went and jumped on TikTok, so we're going to support it. We're not going to allow it to be taken down or stolen from us. We all want it. That's exactly what happened. And now you've seen it turn into this absolute just horrific social media platform that does absolutely nothing positive for society whatsoever. And at the same time, as they're talking about this, 
this this Supreme Court ruling. We now have – I saw an article came up earlier now from Zero Hedge. The Democrats in Congress are now saying that the $33 billion that's going to Ukraine is not enough now. They now want to go and take certain COVID funds that have been approved, another $7 billion in COVID funds, and they want to apply it as an open wallet addition to the Ukrainian funding. I kid you not right now. They said they are agreeing to a total of $39.8 billion in Ukraine aid after agreeing to a drop additional COVID-19-related funding that was going to basically be supported. Now, what's interesting to me about this is you still have the bobblehead Fauci and Pfizer and all these other clowns that are pushing the shot, but now we're saying that COVID's so minuscule that we don't even need to produce any more funding and steal it from the taxpayer dollars. We're just going to take the money and we're going to give it to Ukraine. Well, because, you know, it's it's science, guys. It's, it's science that's happening. And what's interesting about this to me is, too, you guys think about this for a second. I've never seen so many politicians and congressional members and their family members make personal trips to a war zone like I've seen in Ukraine. I say war zone loosely. I know there's some active engagements going on in Ukraine, but I tell you right now, it is not what you think it is over there. What's interesting about this is Nancy Pelosi, Jill Biden, Adam Schiff, Gregory Meeks, Jim McCarvin, Barbara Lee, Bill Keating, Jason Crow, the list goes on. I was reading about it earlier now. I mean, all, all these, all these congressional members, their family going over there on a regular basis. So Ukraine is so dangerous with their active war zone that We've got to send them another $40 billion in military aid for heavy weaponry, including surface-to-air missiles, right? That's, that's what's going on. Ukraine's so violent, so dismantled right now, $40 billion is not even enough yet. We have to add on more now, apparently. But yet it's safe enough for Pelosi and huge members of Congress and their family to go over to Ukraine on their little secret trips repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again right now. You guys remember how many times? Congressional members and their family went over to Iraq and Fallujah when that was going on over there. You guys know how many times that was happening? Uh, that was a big, fat, whopping zero. That was the Marine Corps. That's all that got sent into Fallujah because it was so stinking violent. That was a true active war zone. But suddenly Ukraine is so violent and dangerous, they need another $40 billion in aid. But yet half of Congress keeps going over there to hang out. Kind of like... They're going over there to making sure they're going to secure their piece of the pie that's coming back out of Ukraine with this money laundering, just my my theory, money laundering that Ukraine is so well known for all the way back from Obama and Biden for the last 15 to 20 years now. Isn't that seem a little strange that these guys are going over there on a regular basis while we're sending tens of billions of dollars? Just my theory on that that I thought I would throw out there. So, again, my friends, continue to get the truth out there. Continue to stand up for what's right. Continue to be strong for one another and support one another what's happening right now. We've seen so many strange things continue to occur right now, including another research study that's now coming out of Germany. It's now showing – it's an article from the German regional broadcaster who was reporting. He said the German study, the number of those suffering from serious complications after taking the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, is 40 times higher than previously known. Charte in Berlin is carrying out a study on the side effects of receiving corona vaccinations. Professor Harold Mathis is leading the research and calling for more contact points for those affected right now. They said around 40,000 vaccinated people are being interviewed on regular intervals through the German participation study. And they're finding out now that eight out of the 1,000 vaccinated people are now struggling with severe 
side effects. And they said the number is not surprising and it is appearing to continue to go up. This is what we said, guys, from the very beginning. This was not some shot to be taken lightly. This was RNA gene therapy that had no understanding. People had no understanding what the long-term effects were going to be of this injection. Continue to stay strong. Get the truth out there. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. We're here to help you out the best we can. If you need anything, give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. The vitamin C with antioxidant capsules, on sales product of the week, the last day on sale right now at healthmasters.com. So be sure to check those out and vote for what you want to see win as well uh, tomorrow for product of the week. Lots of specials going on. We also have multiple kits on sale right now, including the immune support kit, the purple sticks with a three-pack special. Check out anything you guys are interested in and thank you for supporting health masters we're doing the best we can to keep the truth flowing out there as hard as we can because there is so much disinformation from the mainstream media and the propaganda sources now and that is why they're pushing so hard to try to censor and silence the truth because they do not want people talking about what's really going on stay strong my friends have a blessed safe awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always